It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey there, welcome to The Tents. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Now, we've been blessed to see a lot of hobbyists get into this whole botanical-style aquarium thing in the last few years. And maybe they were experienced hobbyists looking for a new challenge. Perhaps they were a bit bored with what they were doing and seeing. Maybe they were curious about the whole unique environmental and, you know, aesthetic conditions that these aquariums offer. Regardless, for many years, the Blackwater Aquarium was relegated to a sort of sideshow existence, something that would just freak people out a bit. (laughs) Something that, because of its unusual aesthetics, had a sort of dangerous, perhaps even mysterious feel, a mystique, and maybe even a bit of a stigma. Yeah, I think that the looks alone served to create the impression among hobbyists that this was a challenging, hard-to-manage stunt as opposed to a legitimate way to run an aquarium. There was a tremendous proliferation of the attitude that these types of aquariums were environmentally unstable, fraught with peril, and likely to kill fishes under all sorts of mysterious circumstances. And unfortunately, this mindset became more and more widespread on internet forums and groups. Misinformation was rampant. It was not all that uncommon only a few years ago to see some inquiry about the subject on a hobby forum met with responses from other hobbyists with warnings like, You're dealing with a lot of bioload and soft acid water. That's really unstable. It's likely to create a pH crash. I wouldn't do it. You know, stuff like that. Scary warnings. Like so many things in the hobby, this advice and the cautions were metered out by well-meaning hobbyists who, with no first-hand experience, were simply regurgitating stuff they've heard for years and years from others. And the result was that these types of aquariums became a sort of hobby pariah, relegated to receiving hushed whispers and discussions. Hobbyists who dared, you know, pierce the botanical barrier were often looked at as foolhardy, perhaps even rebellious souls who simply wanted to do something that made others wince. I'm not exaggerating here. That was what Blackwater botanical-style aquarium keeping was like for many years. I mean, Blackwater conditions were embraced by some hobbyists who bred species of fishes like killifishes, kerosens, epistos, and the like for generations. But only when they were trying to breed these fishes, interestingly enough. And I found that interesting (laughs) because, like... Why would hobbyists only utilize these conditions when they were trying to breed these fishes? What about the other 360 days of the year, right? I mean, the benefits were understood, so why not just keep the fishes under these environmental conditions, you know, the ones they involved in under eons, full-time? Like, wouldn't that make sense? I just couldn't get my head around that. So I joined a small, rather quiet, yet adventurous group of hobbyists who decided that there was something to this stuff and did just that. You know, my world was filled with reef tanks and blackwater aquariums filled with decomposing leaves and seed pods. And I never had a goddamn pH crash either. Oh, and I never once noticed in this little dialogue here or anywhere, I've never said I invented this stuff because I didn't. No one did. No one created this idea or invented this process. Nature did. Nature. We're just getting around to figuring this shit out. Flash forward a couple of decades and we're now in sort of a renaissance with this stuff. There's a tremendous interest in these types of aquariums from all sorts of hobbyists. Experiences are accumulating, best practices and techniques are emerging. We're really starting to get this stuff. One of the most interesting aspects of the botanical-style aquarium revolution, if you will, has been when fellow hobbyists approach me and tell me stuff like, I don't understand why I waited so long to try this. 
And I had a couple of conversations with hobbyists in the past few weeks that might be a bit of a clue, or at least might serve as a cultural marker that can give us some insight. They were questions that echoed those which I received many times before in my days in the coral and the reef aquarium world. Stuff like, okay, trying to get my head around the implications of the GH and pH relationship in my tank. I can't seem to get my water down to, you know, 5.7. Or why isn't my tank as dark as the one you featured in the Facebook post? I mean, I have like 30 catapoles in a 10-gallon tank and my epistos, you know, they just bred last night for the fourth time in two months. But, you know, or stuff like, I can't seem to get the nitrate reading below 10 ppm. What gives? Or how am I supposed to read the indicator on my phosphate test in the dark water? You know, stuff like that. Stuff which, although important to understand, isn't likely to make or break things for most of us. Stuff which seems to be coming from a good place, or at least a place with good intentions, but a place that's grounded in numbers and rules and absolutes. Yeah, I've seen it before. Hobbyists chasing numbers and driving themselves absolutely fucking crazy in the process. Like, not actually enjoying it because they were too busy trying to hit some sort of parameters or find some sort of rule or recipe to conform to. Yep. These were clear-cut cases of what I used to label fish geek complication syndrome. Some hobbyists' urgent necessity to overanalyze, overpractice, overtest, overcomplicate stuff, and in the process, take almost all the fun out of the hobby. I saw the shit in the reef aquarium world all the time. Hobbyists would drive themselves crazy trying to overanalyze and control like every single aspect of their tanks at great expense in money, time, and gadgetry in some vain effort to get their coral to grow when all they really had to do was just relax, to observe, let nature do some of the work, enjoy. I've seen it in the planted so-called nature aquarium world. Rules about how to arrange rock, how to set plants, conform to this, that, or some other rule or process. Stuff that we feel is necessary to get us there. There is a philosophy in that world, however, yet it's been overtaken by these rules that people have created. And in my opinion, it's made it a lot more oppressive than fun lately. Don't believe me? Try to create an Iwagumi setup your own way, and then see the feedback the aquascaping community gives you. Rules. And I realize that perhaps the mindset and the craving for some rules has been a factor in keeping some people out of this fun sector that we play in. They're so caught up in the mindset that says, this looks really different, so it must be really complicated or need some serious anal- analysis or, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe not exactly like that, but something like that. We tackle stuff thinking that if we follow some set of rules, some recipe, then we'll get the exact perfect result every time. And rather than enjoying the process, the journey, and understanding that nature has to do a lot of the work, many of us panic and look for some something, to, anything to get us on track towards the desired result, never realizing that the answer was right in front of us the whole time. A blackwater or botanical style aquarium does require some understanding, some technique, some observation. However, what it requires mostly is mindset. It requires an adoption of a philosophy which trusts nature to find a way to accept a different look and perhaps at different set points along the journey than we previously appreciated or understood. It requires some faith. Faith that in nature, in her infinite wisdom garnered over eons and eons of creation, destruction, and evolution, she's got our backs. If we listen to her, if we learn what to look for, if we cede some of the work to her, That's really hard for some hobbyists to accept, I know. However, I think we have to. Sure, we need to learn about what we're doing, and there's nothing wrong with studying and analyzing. Just not to the point where we dissect every aspect of the wonder and pleasure and fun out of the practice. Give yourself permission to have fun. Stay thoughtful. Stay bold. Stay enthusiastic. Stay curious. Stay faithful. 
and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Bellman. Thanks very much for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.